What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, more pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock, and today we're going to talk about the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, they added Kenta Maeda, they have Tarek Skubal in there, they've got some young guys, and uh, let's start with Tarek Skubal, who I'm actually not as in on as I was just even a couple days ago uh, when I went on the uh, the podcast with the Detroit Free Press, and I was really fawning over Tarek Skubal's fastball, its performance this past year, the changeup was so ridiculous, a 29%. Uh, swing strike rate and 40% uh, changeup, uh, CSW changeup, like insane, right? And I don't buy it. This is this is the way I see it right now. Um, I think the Scoobo is going to be effective. I don't think that he's going to be detrimental for fantasy teams. Absolutely not. I've had him in my top 20, and I'm tr- starting to think that maybe Yuri Perez, Grayson Rodriguez, Bobby Miller, uh, Zach Eflin, um, these guys should be drafted, I think, ahead of Tarek Skubal. I might even say Cole Reagans. We're going to get to that one later. Um, but why am I so concerned about Tarek Skubal? Well, there are a couple things. I mean, one, we do need to acknowledge that we're obviously more um, infatuated due to a ridiculously good schedule for Skubal. Last eight starts were uh, the Guardians, the Cubs, the Yankees, and keep in mind, all three of those those lamps were very bad at that time. Then you have the White Sox twice, the Angels, who were so bad, the Athletics, and the Royals at the end of the year. Okay? 1.88 ERA in those eight games, a .73 whip, 37% strikeout rate, and 4% walk rate. Obviously, that is ballooning a lot of these things um, in his favor. Uh, we also have these ridiculous things on the four-seamer, like a... Uh, 100th percentile in O-swing, or 99th there, I should say, and like 100th percentile strike rate, and it's all these ridiculous things about it, when the actual skills of Tarek Skubal's four-seamer aren't so elite. Um, we could say, uh, sure, the 96 mile per hour velocity of its fastball kind of fell down a little bit more towards the end, and I think it's actually going to be more, more like 95 next year. And that's kind of where it ends. It's pretty average extension, actually below average extension, um, absolute average IVB, bad VAA. Uh, the things that you want to see out of a, a four-seamer kind of weren't there. Location was above average for high lock, but it wasn't this absurd, oh my gosh, I mean, I think it was 64th percentile. And so I, I keep scratching my head going, wait, why, why do I love this four-seamer so much? Maybe there's something to be said about throwing 96 from the left side. Um, maybe that's it. Maybe it's the fact that the changeup was so good that it made it so difficult against the, the fastball. I honestly think the teams that he faced were just so bad. Um, and it really elevated a lot of these numbers for him in that regard. And then the slider for Scooble is not something I really like. I remember at one point being more infatuated by it. And I watched more of it and I'm just not there. 12% swing strike rate this past year on it. Uh, its movement is not good. Very limited, both vertically and horizontally, for Scooble Slider. So, I, I just, I'm not really buying that as being a major growth pitch for him. I hope that it does get better. Um, but let's just say we see the same exact Tarek Scooble next year. Well, I think the changeup won't be as good. Um, I don't think we're going to see a 29% swing strike rate. I think it's more of a one-two pitch guy with a third that's fine than that slider, but not really that great. Curveball that is inconsistent and uh, and a fastball that is good, but it's not this... I really wanted him to have a, a four-seamer that doesn't matter who he faces, he's going to dominate. I also think that his command isn't quite as pristine as I normally see for a guy like Scooble with such good numbers, where watching these games, he didn't 
really execute what he wanted at times and often worked out like he threw this 99 mile per hour sinker to to Costa so that was brilliant like oh my gosh just so good sawed off his back grounded a third like I could feel his hands burning and or reverberating and in pain but he wasn't trying to do it you know I think he was trying to go outside and it came back in the perfect spot but it's things like that where there's a lot more polish left to be had so Scoble came back from not Tommy John um a flexor tendon surgery and so you know, maybe he was getting more feel back and, you know, maybe it comes back over time. I'm just going to be a little bit more conservative on school because I'm not as sold as I was previously on the skill sets. I think the skill set of Grace Rodriguez is still better. I think it is of Bobby Miller. I think it is of Yuri Perez. Not that I don't like school for this year. It's just not as much as the others. Um, we have Kenta Maeda joining the team. What's up, Kenta Maeda? I wrote this beforehand. I did all the free agents, so it's very quick and easy um, for, for me to get this one up. But uh, in short, I think Kenta Maeda is underrated. I talked about him with uh, Eric Samoski the other day on the podcast. Um, it's 27% strikeout rate in three of his last four seasons, and he has a good splitter that was there since uh, the end of uh, June. June 23rd, actually, moving for you, he showed back up, had some injury, came back, on the 23rd, 336 ERA with a 109 whip over about 90 innings. I mean, that's great. And the fact that Maeda isn't really going very late in drafts, uh, he's going well past that uh, that 10th round uh, pick or so, right? So past, that, I don't know, 120 or whatever. Let's say he's like 180 or even close to 200. I mean, why wouldn't you want this? If you don't think he's going to last for the year or whatever, then fine, you move on. Um, remember, in 12-teamers, it's not about the full season Hold. And I would even say uh, in your deeper leagues, I think people are questioning the innings a lot. And I get that he's kind of old and he has an injury history and he needs to be in that rhythm. Makes all the sense there. The positive is that there's no more inning stipulation. That is, in previous years, Maeda would always get extra bonuses every 10 innings he pitched, which was an extra incentive for teams like the Twins and Dodgers not to let him go the third time to the lineup. Now that he's there in a Detroit where they're going to want innings from him because we have all these young guys, school, Manning, Mize, Reese Olsen, um, sorry, Gibson Long, uh, like even Tarek, like the, you need to find more innings. And especially from an older guy like Maeda, he's the perfect one to just go as long as he possibly can every day uh, for them. So I'm in, let's take a chance on this one, especially if he has that splitter early on, like he's just going to soar with it. Um, and we're going to talk about the other guys. We got like Matt Manning and Reese Olsen, of course, Casey Mize, uh, some really good prospects as well. Um, and I, we have Matt Manning who's the first one I want to talk about. Manning is so interesting because, uh, Mark DeRoche mentioned on the, on that podcast with the Detroit Free Press that he reminds, um, that Manning reminds him of Zach Wheeler. And at first I was like, what? Are you joking? Like Matt Manning is nothing close to Zach Wheeler, but I understand it now. Um, because yeah, they do have actually kind of similar mechanics, but they have such good extension. I think that's really the thing about it. The reason though, that Zach Wheeler does not, uh, have as poor results as Matt Manning is because Matt Manning has a terrible uh, fastball as far as, uh, velocity goes and location. Uh, location is really bad. Fifth percentile high location at like 38%, which means that all the things that we like about four seamers, that is the induced vertical break and the VAA. Well, those get nullified when you're not throwing it upstairs. So you got to throw that thing upstairs, Matt Manning. And if you do that, you actually have above average VAA. You actually have above average induced vertical break and extension. You also do it at 93 and not 95, 96 like Zach Wheeler. So 
essentially, if you gain two to three ticks on your fastball and have the ability to actually elevate it consistently, then we're talking because arguably, I mean, Matt Manning has a better slider than uh, Zach Wheeler, one of the highest PLVs because that has one of the highest expected zone rates. As he doesn't really throw it late, he kind of throws backwards a little bit with it, which is good. He, this is a very effective strike pitch, um, that slider. And in, in many ways, it's why Matt Manning had these ridiculously low um, it's like a 370 array and a 105 whip or something like that. Like that's not going to happen. He had a 16% strikeout rate, but that's it for me with, with Manning. I just need to see him sitting 95, 96 and going upstairs. That could happen. I have seen games where Matt Manning throws 95. Also in those games, his fastball command is just terrible and all over the place, but there is a world. I think that Manning is there and does it over 20 starts, which he's never done before. So I'm not going to completely count out Matt Manning. I don't believe it's going to happen. He's not going to have a 98th percentile Babbitt again, by the way, guys. Um, but uh, but yeah, maybe uh, it could be there if he's taking advantage of that extension in that fastball. Okay, we got to talk about those other guys. Uh, uh, Reese Olsen, Casey Mize, sorry, Gibson Long, etc. And we're going to talk about all of those after this break. This bustling holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. This December, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavorful, packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash firstpitch50 and use code firstpitch50 to get 50% off. That's code firstpitch50 at factormeals.com slash firstpitch50 to get 50% off. So first up, let's go with Casey Mize because we really don't have too much to say. In 2021 was where we got the large samples, only 10 innings in 2022. And I'm not really going to talk about that because he was hurt. He got Tommy John and we just haven't seen him since. And for Casey Mize to be on my radar... He has to be a lot better than he was. It was a 114 whip back then, but that was driven by a 254 Babbitt. I'm just not going to stick around. His approach was sinkers were better than four seamers. I do not like Casey Mize's four seamer. It was close to his hardest or his highest swing strike rate pitch. Uh, nothing is above 13%. Um, but I, but yeah, with Casey Mize, I would say you got to do something new when you come back. Four seamer isn't it. The, the sinker's okay. Um, and the splitter had a 20% CSW. That's not swing strike rate. That's just CSW. The slider was like the money pitch jack of all trades. 12% swing strike rate. Yeah, something needs to be new. That's all I'm going to really say about Casey Mize. I don't want to tra- draft him where he's at best a Toby. So let's, uh, let's just kind of see where he is in camp and see if that velocity is up higher than 93 and if he has something new to show us after hopefully, you know, re, I don't know, resetting himself. This is what happens a lot, guys. Tweak their mechanics while they are uh, out for a long time, kind of rebuild themselves. And maybe Casey Mize did that. I don't know. And for right now, I'm not going to really touch it. But I can see that as a late round flyer because all of us are kind of like, yeah, Casey Mize shouldn't really be that good. For your 15 teamers, I do imagine you'll go every five days for the Tigers. I don't really think they're going to baby him too much this year. So at least he got that for volume. Maybe he throws enough strikes and, I don't know, is dastardly around the plate that he gets 
120 whip, and that's good enough for like 13 wins. <laughs> for okay, four year rate, 13 wins, 120 whip, and like a 18% K rate. Like, I don't want this in a 12 team or 15 team. I can understand the value in that. Probably more like 10 wins. Reese Olsen, though. Oh man, I really like Reese Olsen. And I think that he has a spot instead of Sawyer Gibson Long, especially with Maeda being signed. Um, oh, Reese Olsen, there's this game against the Dodgers that is just really fun. And we watched it together on, on the stream, by the way. Of course, if you're not joining me weekday mornings, uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. every single weekday, I go over all these teams live and we watch the video together. And we guess, ask all the questions. We just hang out as we get work done. It's great. And Reese Olsen is just super fun. His slider is what I call Filth McGee. Uh, it's sure to carry him again, I think, next year, where it just does everything. 20% swing strike rate, but also 16% uh, called strike rate, so that's a, that's a 36% CSW. It's really, really, really good. Falls off the table, a 64% strike rate. I think that might even get better. His uh, is changeup is so nasty, and I think over time, he's going to get better at that. Right, right now, it's like a 90, sorry, a 53% uh, strike rate, which is not what you need it to be. It needs to be closer to 60%. I think Reese Olsen can get there on it. The biggest question is, how is he going to develop with his fastballs to me? The four-seamer is just not a good pitch. It really isn't. It does get more than average uh, horizontal movement, but he doesn't really use it in a way to like jam batters, and he has a really good sinker that has above-average horizontal movement, low ICR. He avoids punishment on that thing a lot. So use that. If you really want to like save the four seam for an elevated two strike count every so often, like I'm I'm a believer in that. We saw it with Zach Eflin, and we've seen him with other guys too. Like Chris Bassett doesn't have the greatest uh, four seamer, but if you just save it for a two strike count and just surprise a guy upstairs with a straight one, then okay, even if it's not a very good offering. But Reese Olsen's sinker it really to me is a crucial element here. He has to be jamming guys consistently inside with it. It was about a 28% O swing. I want to see that into the 30s next year. He did have a solid inside location, about 50%, regardless of handedness. So with that sinker. So Reese Olsen, if you're able to not allow, you know, those pitches to, to creep over the heart of the plate and you're able to get more strikes in the changeup, there's a lot to like. I mean, seriously, his pitches move so much. And uh, if he's able to wrangle that in and get a lot more strikes, then yeah, this is going to be good. Um, on the fringe here, I mean, Alex Fayedo is going to be making some spot start, I'm sure. Um, it's a really good slider. 26% ICR and a 36% CSW. That's where he gets those strikeout games from. Sometimes this changeup shows up, which is so rare. But really, it's a bad heater and uh, that he hopes gets called strikes with. That inconsistent changeup that had about a 50% strike rate. And just that slider, and he's like a four-inning guy. You don't really want to touch Alex Fayedo. Sorry, Gibson Long, of course, is the main guy that everyone's like, well, I want him. And I get that. The second that he's starting, he should be rostered everywhere, of course. Uh, 119 frames last year for Sorry, Gibson Long. Uh, that's across the minors and majors. Only 20 in the majors. But he's ready to go throughout the entire season, really. It's just that there isn't a spot right now. And what he does really well, he has a slider that's really good and consistent for him. His changeup is, I think, a developing one. I There are times I just watched him and was like, oh yeah, this is just brilliant. Um, so good against the Angels. And then it wasn't as good in the other uh, two starts after. And then the sinker is this called strike machine over the plate. The four-seamer, eh, I don't really like it that much. Um, but he uses about half the time the sinker. But I really think this is like Reese Olsen of slider changeup sinker. I think the sinker is better and more consistent for Gibson Long than it is for um, for Olsen, but I like Olsen's slider more. I mean, both of these guys, I think, can be really, really solid. I think there's a little bit more polish on the changeup as well for Gibson Long. 
but the slider I think is just better for for Olsen and that kind of puts him over the edge for me and the thing is there are a couple other guys to consider for the Tigers too um the main one to me is Jackson Job, who is just so good he, he's such a filthy arm um he has a ridiculously good slider. He throws 95-96 mile power heaters upstairs. He has a cutter for strikes. He has a fantastic changeup. He's got all this stuff with low walk rates. Um, when Jackson Job arrives, like you have to get him on your fantasy teams. He hasn't pitched in AAA yet. He should start the year there, but he's going to be knocking on the door. And I see him as the number seven for the Tigers right now. Gibson Long being the sixth. Now, Wilmer Flores also is someone to be aware of. I think he's more unstable with his mechanics, and that means he's going to have more walks. And he... Many people have mentioned to me that he uh, looks to be more like a reliever. So Wilmer Flores, when he gets the opportunity, I see it more as a cherry bomb prospect than a stable one like a Bryce Miller, um, Brian Wu, or a um, uh, Bobby Miller kind of arm through the year. But I mean, even those guys had their ups and downs and stuff and like Wilmer Flores would be more volatile, of course. And Ty Madden is someone to consider as well. Unfortunately, he's had high walk rates, but when he gets locked in, it's a four-seamer upstairs. It's good. A really good gyro slider. Um... You know, the video clip I have attached to the uh, the PL Pro exclusive articles. And by the way, if you're curious about that, I'm doing these articles that I write. Um, really, that I talk about these podcasts. I have an article on the site for only PL Pro members. And all the stuff I write with that will be released with my top 300. So um, it's early access. So you're still going to be able to read all this stuff when baseball season comes. But if you want the stuff in the offseason, that's for PL Pro members only. Um, but yeah, Ty Madden is someone to consider as well. I don't think he's going to be as consistent, at least as now. But who knows? Maybe he gets into a rhythm and... Uh, the changeup development is there. Um, we'll see. And then uh, Keter uh, Montero, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, uh, but uh, not a good AAA line. He might get an opportunity because he did pitch a line in AAA last year. 95 mile per hour fastball. Um, but uh, yeah, and then you know we find when when he's able to l- locate that fastball upstairs and do that high location thing, he has gotten a lot of whiffs and he has a decently low arm, arm angle that allows that too. Um, he has a slider for stability in the zone sometimes. But yeah, he looks like an unreliable arm for the Tigers. And of course, Jack Flaherty signed with the Tigers last week. Uh, I am editing this one and I actually recorded this before the signing. And it does muddy the waters a little bit uh, considering that Jack Flaherty, well, he's likely going to get a rotation spot considering the Tigers gave him money. And if that's the case, then you have Casey Mize and you have Reese Olsen who are on the fringe and battling then for the fifth spot because Maeda is obviously going to be there. Tarek Skubal is obviously going to be there. Matt Manning is obviously going to be there. So you have fourth and fifth and sixth of uh, Olsen, Mize, and Flaherty. Got to think Flaherty gets that four. I don't know who the five will be. I want it to be Olsen and Mize. Honestly, it shouldn't be Jack Flaherty. I, I looked into my updated the uh, rotation article inside uh, the website, inside the, the Tigers rotation um, outlook article, and... I I don't like things. <laughs> I I went back to previous years. You gotta say Nick. He hasn't. You know, last year's not a good way to look at Flaherty. Look at 2021. If you remember him, actually, by the way, it wasn't until like June 16th. I think that's the exact date where Flaherty started to do well in 2021, and he had a very successful year, especially after that date. But his stuff is still not great. Then um, he had a 20% swing strike around the slider. Then it's 13% now. The ICR rates, that is the contact allowed by Flaherty, has always just been bad. We're talking 40% rates consistently. And when I look at his repertoire, I don't see good things. I see a four-seamer that has good VAA, but has never been a whiff pitch because it has terrible induced vertical break. It dropped even more last year from about like 
14 and change, almost 15, to about 13 or 12, which means it's getting more drop on it and actually does have a fair amount of cut action as it has a good amount of glove movement, so glove side movement, which means Jack Flaherty should do the Sunny Gray mentality of going glove side a ton with this to lefties. He doesn't. He tries to do backdoor stuff. It's okay. Is to righties, it doesn't get outside enough or low enough. And the slider dropped. Yeah, it's a 13% swing strike rate. It is not encouraging at the moment for Jack Flaherty. I, he doesn't have much else either. That curveball to me isn't as reliable as we want it to be. 43% ICR last year. 47% by the way on the slider. He did have a cutter for a moment with the Orioles. I don't know if I really like it that much. Maybe it's just leaning more into that four-seamer. Maybe... It's all just not really the thing that I want. So, yeah, Jack Flaherty, sorry, buddy. I'm not a fan of this. Maybe the Tigers can tweak it, but is the defense that incredible for him? I I just don't really want to touch it personally, and uh, there's an outside chance it works, but really, I think there are better options out there. All right, but that is it for today. Uh, Thank you all so much for uh, supporting what we do, and uh, make sure to go sign up for PL Pro. You can sign up. Uh, for 25% off annually right now with code SANDY25. Also be on the lookout soon for lifetime subscriptions for both PL Plus and PL Pro. We've never offered that before, um, but it's our way of realizing that we can do some funding directly from you guys. And if you want to be a supporter of Pitchless Forever, um, we are going to be around much longer than four years. So uh, we kind of figured, you know what, we'll give you a four-year, get-it-early discount, and you have it forever for life. Um, so help us uh, get to where we want to be, give you guys better products for PL Pro to get more your money, more money out of it. And of course, then uh, you get it for life, which is a really cool thing. So be on the lookout for that um, in the next week or two. But all right, that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock and may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.